That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All right, we're in the studio today with two lovely women, Anna and Kate. Welcome to Wine Face. So excited you're here. Hi. Excited to be here. Yeah, so these two ladies are the co-founders of Miss Grass, and if you don't know what Miss Grass is, now you're going to know. Um, <laughs> can you just tell me in your own words, you could, I, you could, one person could tell me, it doesn't have to be both, what Miss Grass is. Should we do it in unison? Yes. <laughs> One, two, three. Miss Grass, Grass is, is a, a modern, modern cannabis, cannabis brand. Woo! <laughs> Bam! Modern cannabis. Okay, so when I type in www.missgrass.com, from my experience, it's what what I extracted from the site. Lifestyle shop and publication surrounding women's health, wellness, beauty, and cannabis experiences. Nailed it. Yeah, yes. that sounds right. I mean, I know that's sort of like wordy jargon, but it's so interesting to me. So you're selling products that have cannabis uh, derived from the cannabis plant and hemp? Only from hemp, which is a cannabis plant. So can you break down for my listeners, because my hunch is that there might be a lot of cannabis novices out there who are really comfortable with wine, but maybe not so comfortable with weed weed. (laughs) and (laughs) might have the heebie-jeebies and might think it's taboo or are listening in a state where it's illegal. So can you break down a little bit about what the your platform as far as wellness and beauty and all of these things lifestyle are bringing to the tabla yes <laughs> moi sure okay so um that is probably very true and hi to all the noobs out there um you are not alone uh i think what we're trying to do with miss grass is really destigmatize the plant and normalize the conversation so that you can talk about and consume cannabis in its many forms in the exact same way that you would a glass of wine. The one thing to know about Miss Grass is anything that we sell on the platform is actually federally legal. It's all derived from hemp, which is a cannabis plant with less than 0.3% THC. THC is the psychoactive compound. It's what everybody knows and associates with cannabis for getting us high. Hmm. But the hemp cannabis plant doesn't have... THC or it has a very low amount so you can't get high from it and it means that it's federally legal so everything that we sell on Miss Grass is derived from hemp and that means we can ship across the country you're not going to be in trouble if you order it it's totally safe and you won't get high so it's a great entry point for people who are interested in exploring the plant Um, and I think because so many people have had really traumatic experiences 
I'm raising my hand. Um, I am too. Yeah. I think this is a really powerful um, cannabinoid or compound from the plant that is going to, that holds the power to shift the conversation. And that's really like the hypothesis of Miss Grass is let's start here and let's introduce you slowly to this new conversation um, let you feel the benefits of the plant and how it can improve your quality of life, whether that is for a specific medicinal issue that you might be addressing or for social purposes or to sleep better or whatever the case. And then slowly, as you become comfortable, we can start to talk about the other compounds or cannabinoids in the plant, including THC. Right. Yeah. So for me, like this conversation and how it intersects with wine kind of breaks down into two broad stroke categories. If there was a tree with two arms, the tree would be there's hemp derived cannabis. And what are the wellness benefits, beauty benefits of something that like you're not physically necessarily going to feel, but maybe you'll see the effects of or you'll feel the effects of, but not because you're stoned. And then there's you're also interested in pushing more of a approachable conversation and engagement around people engaging in the more recreational side of cannabis. And do you think that the latter also has the same benefits as the former? It's a little wordy. (laughs) It was a little chewy. (laughs) A little Um, steak bite. (laughs) (laughs) That is like a triple barreled question. That was so, I know. (laughs) Where do I start? Well, I just feel like let's lay the groundwork and then I have more specific questions. So first of all, I would say that Yes, there are a lot of consumers who are consuming CBD. CBD derived from hemp, CBD derived from the marijuana plant is the exact same compound. Mm -hmm. So that's first and foremost. Second of all, I do think a lot of consumers consume CBD and are expecting to feel something. And when I say feel something, I mean something similar to when they consume THC, so like a high effect. That being said, you still do feel something when you do consume CBD. It depends why you're consuming it and how you're consuming it and how, you know, the dosage and everything like that. But you will feel relaxed. You will, like, it distresses you. Um, If you're consuming it topically, putting it on your skin, you'll see results. Mm. I consume it topically for my psoriasis, so I immediately see results there. It's extremely moisturizing. It's a great anti-inflammatory. So you will see and feel results when you're consuming cannabis. Going back to your other question, (laughs) there was a lot in there. 20 questions. I I feel like you you were interested in talking about THC. Well, and whether two, or not yeah. Miss Grass is a proponent of it and like how is that yeah, I mean I it feels like you're both you're kind of starting to with Miss Grass's main target is like talking about cannabis as far as the C B D wellness aspect. But is the goal also one day to like merge that into the conversation with THC? Because I guess what I'm getting at and what I think a lot of people trip up on are the stereotypes surrounding cannabis, right? That like it's like Cheech and Chong or like people are just hotboxing cars and then they're, they're dumb or you know what I mean? Right. Like I'm a stoner. And I think partly because we haven't seen the an accurate image or portrayal Agree. of cannabis consumption other than that. Um, I think you're starting to see that and you're starting to see, especially recently, you just mentioned someone who Amy was Amy Schumer. Yeah. yeah. She like came out loud and proud about her Lord Jones use oh, amazing. during pregnancy this week. That's amazing. You're seeing like Kim Kardashian having a CBD 
baby shower. Um, you're starting to see it, and then you're starting to see brands like Miss Grass authentically represent that consumer who's integrating cannabis more sophisticated in his or her life. Um, but on the online magazine portion of Miss Grass, yes, we do talk a lot about cannabis as a wellness tool, but we also talk about the recreational uses and have a ton of content on CBD, THC, and the other cannabinoids found in this plant beyond those two, which are only two out of the over 100 found in the cannabis plant. What is it that really, because I have seen the health benefits of CBD personally, not only for like relief of pain, but skin irritation. It's like totally 360 some things for me. Oh, what's going on? What did it find? Um, I have uh, eczema. I developed ex- late in life eczema. I'm not that old, but suddenly it appeared on my shins from stress. I'm thinking totally. these angry little splotches that didn't go away. And I went to the dermatologist and they gave me some cream that my shins got addicted to. And then steroid cream. Yeah. And then we're ultimately like, <laughs> then, we're well. like then they were like, no, fuck you. We hate this cream. And then they were like, just put a vino on it. And I was like, it feels like I have another set of pants on when I put this cream on. And then finally I put like CBD cream on and it totally cleared it up. Up. Skin issues like with acne or clogged pores. I use a CBD like serum in the morning and at night, and it's totally. I'm a big. I mean, I'm coming from a position of not being noob freaked out. I'll just tell you, listeners, right now, I'm familiar with the cannabis plant. <laughs> um, but I do think it's it's like my father-in-law was over on Sunday and he tweaked his back, and I tried. I gave him. I was like, take these 10 milligrams of CBD gummy. It's not going to get you stoned, but he was so apprehensive to do it. He was really freaked out and he was like, what is this? It's going to make me feel crazy. And he ended up taking it and it made him feel a lot better. But it's it's so amazing to have the two of you here kind of representing a different viewpoint of demystifying cannabis, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's so powerful to see people who look like you and who live your lifestyle consuming the plant. Mm-hmm. And I think like, for example, your father-in-law probably wouldn't have taken that had he been given it, had someone who he didn't really know give it to him. No. And even though you gave it to him and you know he knows you love him unconditionally, he's still apprehensive. So you can imagine, like, it's it, we know how to introduce this to people. And we, we so strongly believe in the power of the plant. But it's just, it's a bit of a slow, it's slow going to try and bring people into the conversation. But what I will say, sort of to your question a little bit before about how we're starting with CBD, I mean, yes and no. Miss Grass is really starting with education about the plant, the politics of the plant, the applications of the plant, the many different forms of consuming the plant, and not so much focused on CBD. The extent to which we're focused on CBD is that we're we're limited by the law. And the law is we can only sell in our marketplace hemp-derived products. Most hemp-derived products at this stage, just because this industry is so nascent, are CBD products. We're starting to see a few other non-psychoactive hemp-derived cannabinoids come into the mix like CBN or CBG. But that's really why we talk about CBD so much. But if you take a deep dive into MissGrass.com and really read the material, you'll see that Like, we're talking about all aspects of consumption, the very, very taboo parts, and as well as, like, here's five products that 
We'll help you dip your toes into the CBD water because we know you're terrified. So it's like everything in between. But I think that that is like also a really important distinction for us is just making sure that like we're not doubling down on the CBD conversation at the expense or to the exclusion of a bigger, more significant conversation about how this plant can fully benefit you. And for Miss Grass and its evolutionary purposes, is the publication sort of laying the groundwork for the company that you are trying to build as a as sort of a resource guide platform that's more lifestyle driven at the end of the day and less about selling stuff as a shop? Or where I mean I'm just really curious because the brand is so cool and it's really enticing to me. Um or does it all kind of go together? Is it like one thing feeds the other to keep building the blocks? Yeah, I mean, from a business perspective, we're a contextual commerce platform. So we use content to, first and foremost, educate the consumer so that she's equipped with the resources she needs to be her own kind of best friend through her purchase journey to be a conscious consumer so that she knows exactly what products that she should buy for her specific reason of why she's buying it, whether that be she wants to help, you know, a product to help her sleep or manage her stresses in daily lives or integrate in her beauty routine for its anti-inflammatory purposes. So I would say everything that we're doing is education-led and first and foremost, like we are on a mission to normalize and make cannabis accessible to all, whether that mean people are buying cannabis on our platform or out there in the universe, not anything tied to Miss Grass, like that's the mission. I love that. I think it's so important. I mean, I think when I opened Helen's that education was like the founding most important thing because people had so many of the wrong ideas about wine or were buying the wrong wine or just didn't understand. They'd walk into my shop and be like, I've never seen any of these. Like they weren't big brands or they're not something that you can find at the grocery store. So to them it was quote unquote bad or not vetted or something like that Mm -hmm. where people are so washed over by marketing that just getting the point across is amazing. The uh, One of the biggest similarities I feel with both of you is that you're women in a very male-dominated space, which is what I am as well. Is that something that you think about a lot or has it been an issue or has it played into any part of growing this business? I think it's helped us. I mean, it's the facts. I think I'm, I'm I shouldn't probably quote this because I don't know the exact number, but it's something around when this industry, or at least when California became legal recreationally in January 2018, I believe there was like 27% female executives in this space. And now, what are we in, May 2019, a year plus later, that number has dropped down to around 23%. Yeah, like low 20s. Low 20s. So you're starting to see it continue to drop and be more aligned with other industries. That being said, I think that it has helped us being women in the space because women make up over 45% of consumers of cannabis and there needs to be a brand that is speaking to them, for them, for us, that you know, is out there catering to that massive consumer base. Oh, I love it. Okay, Especially when you're scared, you know? Yeah. Like, it would be – it's insane to have people trying to sell you something that you don't – who you don't identify with and you're already scared. Forget it. Or so. you're just, like, doing it because you think it's cool. 
Yeah. Or like I remember the first time I took a bong hit, I was like, I'm going to do this because I am I have a crush on this guy and I'm in his penthouse in New York and I'm, <laughs> and then you're I'm 15 the and then I literally was, yeah, I was like, I think I need an ambulance. And <laughs> it's, you don't need an ambulance because I mean, there is like one thing I think people don't understand about cannabis ones with THC is like, they're, it's non-addictive. So your body can't physically get addicted to it. And you technically can't really get too high. No. Is, Though like, that being well, said, you can, a fun fact. you can get uncomfortable, but like there's alcohol, you could drink yourself to death. Yeah. Right. Right. And you fun can get fact, sick. though, is CBD is an antidote to THC. So if you're Oh, too high, I didn't know that. You can consume CBD to bring you back down. So it's the yin and the yang. Exactly. The yin and Wait, yin. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, all you youngsters out there. <laughs> the Next. government doesn't want you to know that. They want you to suffer. So can you walk me through, either one of you or both of you, can you normalize for the listeners, like talk me through how you use cannabis every day from morning, noon, night, hashtag no judgment. I don't know. I mean, I can yeah. tell you how I can, I can also Happy weigh to. in. No, yeah. my God, this is what we do I for think, our job. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, you want to start? Yeah. Okay. Um, Anna and I's consumption is the same, but different. I consume cannabis throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I start in the morning with a CBD tincture that has turmeric in it. I use the Two Rise turmeric tincture. We actually sell it on Miss Grass. Shameless plug. Hell yeah. I'm ready to <laughs> shop. I'm like, add to cart. <laughs> so I wake up, I have that as well as I put on a, a CBD topical. Right now I'm using the Dr. Kirkland uh, moisturizing lotion. It's That's the yellow great. kind. You've used that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has, is, you, is that what you use yeah. for your eczema? Uh-huh. That's what I use yeah. for, my, for my It's psoriasis. amazing. It it guys, that is two testimonials. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a game changer. Game changer. Nothing has helped me more. I have clear wow. legs. Yeah. I can wear skirts. <laughs> wow. I mean, hot. I could wear them before. I just didn't care. Very I was like, hot. I can wear wool socks. How about that? Wow. That's more of a testament. Wow. <laughs> and the tincture is more for like inflammation. From within. Okay. So I actually, the intention of consuming both of those products, or I guess putting one internally and using the one externally on my skin, is both for managing my psoriasis. So tincture, managing inflammation from within, topical, I put it right, I spot treatment on my psoriasis. I have it on my scalp, which is why I like the lotion, because I was using more of the oily topicals that Mm -hmm. we sell on Miss Grass, which also were incredible for my psoriasis. But then I had to shampoo my hair like four times a week and I'm trying to wash my hair less, actually. Um, Me too. It's a constant struggle. It really is. I don't get it. Everyone's like once every seven days. And I'm like, I look like a wet dog. (laughs) Like literally. I don't know. I mean, this is good for people who never exercise too. Like, come on, (laughs) give me something that works. So tired of the directives. (laughs) So then I go throughout my day. I'm trying to think. Like, it really depends on, you know, my needs throughout the day. But then for the most part, I consume THC at night. So my preferred method of consumption is a joint. I am a flower girl. Um, So I'll smoke a joint at the end of a day to kind of help me reset, get Mm -hmm. out of my head. I also use it as a great catalyst for creativity and brainstorming. So um, that's sort of what my like average day looks like. Do you do sativa, indica? Can you break? Can we get a little more specific? And is organic really important to you? So I would say sativa indica hybrid is an antiquated 
naming system. Okay, great. This, um, is why, this is why I asked you. So I more look for cannabinoid profile and breakdown when I'm drawn to which product. Um, that being said, I am typically drawn more to like a hybrid leaning sativa if we're going to call we're it gonna that. We're going to use that. Because yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize is they think there's like two arch categories of THC cannabis sativa and indica one will make you hyper one will make you sleepy right like i'm talking about stereotypes but that there's so many different flavor profiles it's like wine like there's hundreds of different wines there's hundreds of different weed Mm -hmm. like that you can partake in that will make you feel differently absolutely and so how would you recommend someone finds one that it's like you're smoking a joint to get put in the chill zone. You're not yeah. going to feel paranoid. You're going to feel great. You're not going to overthink things, which I think is the big fear around THC and why a lot of people gravitate towards a glass of wine because they're like, I know the effect. It's a suppressant and like I will just feel eventually nothing, I guess. But an interesting conversation is like, how does a joint replace wine? Not that I want that, but <laughs> but I think it's a healthy thing to talk we about. We could just put our businesses together. I mean, it's then, happening. Wine and weed. And yeah, we, and then it doesn't matter if you if these people sort of transition over to weed, which inevitably you will. Um, <laughs> I actually do agree with you. I think it's an inevitable recreational thing that will happen and that – uh, anyway, I yes. mean both, right? It'd be nice if everyone was up for both. But um, yeah, do you want to answer that question about how you find weed? Um, well, to answer your question on total noob is a little bit intimidated. What yes. should he or she look for? Um, I would say start with there's a ton about reading a label and there's over 100 cannabinoids and then there's terpenes. So for simplicity's sake, start with looking for the ratio of THC to CBD And maybe look for like a one-to-one ratio to start out. You will not get that high on a one-to-one ratio. And and so most dispensaries, when they're the flowers, will have this all listed. And we're talking about flowers, like the actual... The plant. Flower actual is plant, the bud. Yes. Yeah, the bud, exactly. I'm worried about using the wrong word. <laughs> no, you're right. No, yeah. and that's the, that's the other thing that freaks people out is an intimidation that they're going to, like, misspeak. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. You're just experimenting. And it's the same thing with wine. Like, I'm, I, I, we're I, literally the same we're the business. Same <laughs> we're the same business, but on two edges of the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. And But except cannabis might be a little more healthy for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so I would totally agree with Kate. That's the stuff you want to be looking for. You want to be looking for, I mean, and more a and one more. one-to-one. So it's like low right, risk, right. medium reward. If you want to feel more high, you could smoke more. But if you just want to smoke like a little bit and feel the effects, you're going to be on like a... if you don't live in a legal state, that's going to be really hard to come right. by. And then even if you, if you do live in a legal state that's not as, say, evolved or progressive as California, you might still have a hard time finding those kind of ratios. So in lieu of that type of availability, just look for something that is low or dose THC. And so I'm talking like, let's look for something that's sort of like under 20% THC would be better. Than, low tens, I would say. Yeah. Low tens. Okay. But what we're seeing is like stuff that's significantly higher. And because that was sort of like the trend du jour for a while, like how fucked up can I get? Just get blasted. Yeah. Smoke a dolphin joint. Exactly. Take me to the moon. What is that? A dolphin (laughs) joint? It's literally like so big. It's like a (laughs) a dolphin. 
<laughs> Gross. It's very male. Yes, very male. That's not my term. I'm. It's. Like I'm, a, they will go unmentioned. Penis. Kind of. Joint. Yeah. So, and then the other thing is, if you do have the luxury of going to a dispensary, you can actually go in and talk to bud tenders. Bud tenders are like the bartender at the weed shop. They're incredibly knowledgeable. Um, if you find a good one, make that your person and go to them all the time because you'll develop a relationship with them. A lot of them take their job very seriously and they'll become like almost a, another healthcare provider in your life. And they'll be like, I got this new shit in. Yeah. It's dope. They're like the sommelier. Exactly. Yeah. They'll let you smell stuff. They'll let you look at it. And all of these things, I mean, again, we're the same business. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the shit it's that you curation. care about as like a wine person. And so be mindful of that. And then in terms of organic, yes, we care about that. I mean, the one thing about weed that we don't see across other industries, especially in industry like, say, beauty, is there is so – because it's so highly regulated, you can't actually get anything through the gates unless it tests, you know, almost completely zero for pesticides and all that kind of stuff. So generally this stuff is fairly clean if it's – if once it arrives at a dispensary shelf – but yeah, it's it's something you definitely want to be mindful of because you are um, burning it and inhaling it in some cases, or if you're vaporizing it, you know. Because some people might use herbicides, pesticides. I mean, those are the things I would think about. Totally. Though to Anna's point, if the products that at a legal dispensary, it's gone through rigorous testing. Testing. Okay. That being said, the federally legal side of this industry, the hemp drive side of this industry, is not as regulated as the non-federally legal side of this industry. So weird, weird surprise. Yeah, it's really, it's actually crazy. Plot um, twist. Which is why shopping with brands that you know and trust is super yeah. important or on platforms like Miss Grass who does – we do all of that vetting for the consumer. We get third-party lab results. We meet the founders. We have a no-ingredient list. We do a ton of research and vetting before we onboard any product onto our platform. That's – I mean, I got to say that's absolutely amazing. And is there anything in your routine that's different, like – um, yeah, so I use, so I don't have psoriasis or eczema, thank God, I have other problems, um, but so I use CBD skincare on my face, that's mm. like my big thing, I also use a tincture in the morning, um, but I use CBD skincare on my face at, in morning and night, so I use serums, I use face oils, I use jellies, I use lotions, and because the products are so clean, I use the same body lotion that I use on my face. And I love that kind of stuff. Like, multi-purpose is where I'm at. Um, and then You use t- the Apothecana one. Yeah. And do you have these testimonials written on your site? Like, if I wanted to go and like, a day in the life of each of you, do you have a breakdown of, like, I like this. This is what I recommend. This is my favorite dispensary in L.A. These are the weeds. Like, yeah. No. Newsletter. Some t- stuff. Some stuff. Yeah. If you subscribe to our newsletter, you get like a weekly kind of I'm digest. Subscribing. Of, yeah. You have to. Be rude not to. I know. <laughs> um, you'll get all this, you know, diarrhea in your inbox. But um, so, but I can name the products that that I like. So I like the Apothecana Everyday Face and Body Cream. I use it all over my whole body, top to toe. And then I use a Couscous Face Oil. I use an Ildi Picard Face Serum. And then I use um, Undefined Beauty, like, jelly, which is Ooh, really jelly. nice. It's a jelly. Hell um, yeah. I love a jelly. And then and then at night, I'm like, Kate, I smoke to sort of unravel um, because, as you know, when you're an entrepreneur or a 
business person of any kind, whether it's your business or not, you're, you get home and you're still sort of wired for sound and like wound right up. And I find being present with my partner or even with myself is mm-hmm. really hard. Or even with your pet. I have a dog. Even my pet. Oh, what a little Who, man. I give CBD to my dog. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, because he's, it's the only thing that helps his inflammation. He's got like chronic bronchitis. What? Mm. He, well, he's like a German shepherd. He's a white German shepherd. So he's got like, he's always had allergies and like bronchitis. And anytime we take him to a vet, they want to like put him on antibiotics, like all these crazy drugs. And we're like steroids. And we're like, no. But the CBD has been working slowly wow. but surely. I know. Wow. So hot tip. Yeah. You can probably give your dog human CBD. Really? So don't feel like you only need to buy a dog CBD. It's the same shit. It's the same, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just cut up a little gummy for him. I'm just kidding. He won't eat it. <laughs> I mean, you could do. What's the best? Okay, this is just a personal question, but I'm sure some people. Favorite dispensary in L.A.? LAPCG. L.A. I've never. Oh, I know PCG. Okay, cool. They're great. Dope. They're great. I would echo that. I also love the pottery. It's beautiful. In I've there. never been to the pottery. The pottery is gorgeous. It's, it's like aesthetically on point. Where is the pottery? LAPCG is more of a medical dispensary. So if you like want that experience. The pottery's mid city, right? Yep. Oh, dope and they, on and a rope. And the cool thing about pot, the pottery is they actually have a like a grow in there, an indoor grow. You would never know though. And I don't know where there is another one in LA. And I also don't know if you could get a tour, but Kate and I got a tour because we're we got behind the scenes VIP treatment, and it was what? it was the highlight <laughs> of my. LA experience. So maybe if you go and you're like, I love Miss Grass, I need a behind the scenes. I treatment. heard about this on Wine yeah. Face. On Wine Face. Go do that. Go they do it. The pottery. They said that I could go. We'll meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> we probably won't, but it's really special. And the it people is. who own it are really lovely too. So I brought three wines. I brought a Sauvignon Blanc. Love. Is because that Kate said she tried? loved them. Yes. I didn't I, try this. I did. So all the wines that I, love. that I brought are organic. Some of them use biodynamic practices. That's all the wines at home. What Helens. does that even mean? Ooh, I love this. Yeah. So this is from an area. So what it means is that like no herbicides, no pesticides, but then biodynamics takes it to like a step further. It was this philosopher, Rudolf Steiner, in the 1920s. He developed this like 360 thought process around farming where like everything you do and form something else and it farms along the cycle of the moon. So it's like a little trippy, but it brings energy and life into wine and it synergizes so much better than say some like commercially produced bullshit. This is so nice. What's it called? So this is a Sancerre. Sancerre is a place in France. So it's Sauvignon Blanc made in Sancerre from one single vineyard called Mont Dame. Um, Where? In France. Where, though? In Sancerre. Oh, Sancerre is yeah. the place. See, Sancerre. you need but to France is fucked up. So I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. France is alienating. I think this is why a lot of people are like, I give up on wine. Or you just need someone to curate it, which is then my next thing with you all. Because we're curating wine, curating weed. We're all curating. Sancerre, everything in France is labeled, for the most part, by where it's from. Right. And like then, champagne. Exactly. And champagne is like, don't fuck with me unless you're from here otherwise you're a Prosecco or otherwise you're like a pet now or there's a bunch of other sparkling wines you could be but you can't say you're champagne unless you're grown on the champagne soil which is like really specific Uh, but Gerard Boulet makes this it's super dope wine's really intimidating how much is that bottle this one's nice. It's sixty dollars. 
But I have stuff Ooh. that's like this, but not as expensive. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. Weed's expensive too. It is. I mean, I think you get what you pay for yeah. in some senses. But Are I there any deals out there when it comes to wine? There's so many deals. Because this is expensive because, one, it's from a place that's being recognized on the label, Sancerre. Two, it's like you're zooming in on Google Earth. It's from one single parcel, Mont Dom. So instead of just being from like this general large area called Sancerre, it's like, it's from Mont Dom, which eliminates like all this other bullshit. And then three, it's made by like one of the best producers there, in my opinion. I don't know if you go to Wally's, they would tell you the same exact thing. Sorry, Wally's, but <laughs> I'm just saying like, it's about perspective and taking a position as far as like how this person farms, how they make their wine. And then the thing a lot of people don't realize is that my questions around weed and especially flowers and even with like gummies and stuff is it's an unregulated industry. So people can put up to 300 different chemicals wine or, is. Yeah, wow. or clarifying okay. agents or use shrimp shells <gasps> to like filter the wine. So there's like all this fucked up shit that can go down, which is why this, that's why education is so key and why right. I started Helen's oh and no. wine face. I'm and so the, disturbed. I know it's a disturbing thing. What's, t- tell me more about shrimp shells. <laughs> So when there's a wine, so like this wine right here, let me give you an example. If you can see that, it, I'm holding a wine. Shells? No, I'm hold, this is like a supernatural wine. So this is made by Mind Clang. If you can see, it's super cloudy. Yeah. And when That's we why taste, I thought it was shrimp shells because you know how like <laughs> when you rinse shrimp, the water is cloudy. It's gross. So basically what the shells do when they put them in there is it attracts all the bacteria and sort of is this clarifying filtration factor. This has nothing. Nothing's happened to it. It's basically fermented grapes. So no filtering, no fining. It's an orange wine, which means that it's gone through extended skin contact. Mm. So it's crazy. So you're going to experience wine in different ways. Like you had a white wine. This one's super low alcohol. This is an orange wine. It's like unfiltered, more of a natural style. They're all really well made. And the last one's a red. Do you call rosés orange wines? No, because rosés are made from red skin grapes. And these are made from white skin grapes that you just leave longer. Exactly. I'm learning a little bit. You know more about wine. I I went on a bit of a wine tour last summer on my bicycle. Where did you go? Italy. Italy. Not Italy, but Italy. Now the true place. I love that. Was it amazing? Yeah. Oh, I love this. Isn't this amazing? So to me, my next question, if you want to, you can dump if you want. I don't think I've had anything like this before. So I feel like why I brought this is it sort of speaks to the experience that both of you, I think, are bringing to people as like this new comfortability. Like, oh, I've never done this, but I love it. Right. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how we create the experience of experimenting with cannabis, with wine. Like, is there ways that you encourage people Mm. to do that? Yeah. I know that's such an abstract question because it depends on the individual. It does depend on the individual and it depends on access. Mm-hmm. Mm. This for me is a bit like a cider. It is cidery. It's intentionally I slightly it. oxidized. It's 11.5% alcohol. So if you drank a glass of this, you'd feel like pretty good. Like you're not like drinking a right. glass and feeling like that's fucked great. up. Mm-hmm. Well, and that right there is exactly, it, it's similar to weed where... 
if I was a total noob at wine, I would look at the bottle and I would see the percent alcohol content, but I wouldn't necessarily know, okay, if I have one glass, this is kind of how I'm going to feel. Yes. It's a little bit of trial and error. You have to try one glass and then you're like, oh, this is how I feel. And then next time you're a little bit better at it. And same with weed. Yes, you can educate yourself and read up on <laughs> you know cannabinoids and how you should feel. And there's a ton of great brands out there now that are marketing their product with need uh, states. So, like, uh, Candestin is a brand, for instance, that markets all of their uh, pre-rolls and vapes with, like, Create, Connect. Um, there's, like... Charge. Charge. Like, there's a five. five yeah. Three I love five. that. So you should... You know that if I'm going to take that, I should feel X. Mm. That being said, it's still trial and error. You have to put in the work to get good at weed. Mm-hmm. And to understand the different flavors. It's like the tasting notes of cannabis are the same as the tasting notes of wine. Totally. Like you might not Terpene. have picked this off the shelf, but sitting here with me, ex- me explaining to you why this is so good, and then you taste it, you're in a space where your mind's more open yeah. to have that experience. And you pick up on the, th- the things that you have like pointed to. Exactly. And that makes you feel more connected to it. And that makes you feel like a conscious consumer. And that roots us in who we are and where we exist in the bigger world. And I think that's really powerful for people is to like feel these intimate relationships with stuff. The other thing that I think is similar to the wine conundrum um, as as is the case with the weed conundrum is like the burden of choice is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like I agree. I'm, and what's being mismarketed. Sometimes mm-hmm. with weed, I'm like, is that vape pen like really gonna be good mm-hmm. for me? Or what's in you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. And who to and who to trust. Like I am But that's why we have you. Exa- and that's why we have you. <laughs> I'm almost 35 and so that means I've been drinking for 30 years. Right, because most of us start when we're five. No, but like I've been, I was like, I've been, girl, I've been drinking since I was probably fifteen years old. Right? Yeah, right. And twenty years of and and maybe I don't know if that's earlier because I'm Canadian, but like we get into the sauce real early. I think that's same. standard. Yeah. So and I still don't know where to begin when I go to buy wine. I don't know what wine shop to go to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't trust the person at whatever wine shop I go to to tell me what to buy. I didn't know about the shrimp stuff or any of it. It gets worse. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and so, you know, it's it's exact. I'm very sympathetic. I'm very empathetic to the person who's having this problem with weed too, right? It's the exact same problem, which is why we need Helen and why we need Miss Grass. Miss Grass is also a person. I, I know. <laughs> I feel, is Miss Grass a person? No, she's not. She's an imaginary person. She's, 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 she's There's a, a Miss Grass in all of us. I yeah. do feel like I'm sitting here and I have this vision of, and it's some like super chic setting. Maybe there's like an ocean and maybe this is like 10 years from now where there's like menus and it's like you can order a glass of wine or you could order a, oh a joint God. or something. Oh and like yes. there's, it's, I, I mean, do you ever fantasize? We're in Malibu. And that like, to me, the cultures are so fractured. Like, it's like, oh, you're either a stoner and you're going to go in the back and smoke weed with everyone else. But like, why yeah. can't the two things interact? Let's do a dinner. Where we do yes. I actually did about a month ago. I went I would to love that. this incredible dinner in the Hollywood Hills. 
at Kate's my most glamorous friend. I know. Chic 30. I'm going to just <laughs> say his name at Nick Pritzker's house, who oh. is a good friend of ours and a fan of Miss Grass. And he put on this incredible six-course dinner where he had – he's – so he's really into wine and weed and he paired each dish the flavor of, of that dish with a wine pairing and then that wine pairing with a weed pairing so based on like the wine what? and its flavors he chose weed based on the terpenes that were in the weed and That's then he ama- also integrated natural herbs into like bespoke so joints. it was edibles or you smoked smoked you, you, every, smoked. you just have like one hit yeah you passed pass it, it and not everyone consumed every single time I did. <laughs> it was incredible. And I would love that if there was an experience where you can go and ha- – because I am – I love wine. I'm not knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. But I love wine and I absolutely love weed. And if I can go somewhere where I can have both, sign me up. I'd be there every – I feel like there's a business in this. Yeah. There is. This is To fuse this the, the community. Yeah. I know because there – I know a lot of people who are like – I just smoke weed and are super anti-drinking. Um, and then I, sometimes I wonder if there's more to that, you know, whether their experience, like, you know, the next thing is like, what's your relationship to alcohol or what's your relationship to cannabis? You know, and it's like, you love why I think some people are just like, they've found something that works for them, that soothes yeah. them. And they're like, I don't want to deviate. To me, both things are really social. Yeah. Like how I use CBD medicinally is not as social, but like, how I engage with THC is really social. It's like me and my partner. I, you know, sometimes I consume alone, but a lot of times it's I'm with other people. Totally. I feel like everyone defining that for themselves yeah. is so important. Yeah. And it also depends. I mean, you're not going to smoke a really high strain of like a 28% THC level. And most people won't be cool like at a party being social, you'll probably be too high for that setting. So it's also being knowledgeable to know what product you want to consume when you're in setting X. Yes. Don't want to get crazy. (laughs) Okay. um, Let's taste this red before we go off air and form and we form our new business plan. I know. So that was the mind clang. It's the moulash duck. And And what's the price point on that one? This one's 23. I love that. I know. And this one's 26. Uh, this is the last one. It's a Grenache. I didn't have any Malbec, but I thought this one was really cool to bring because it's a light expression of Grenache. It's only 12% alcohol. It goes through a process called carbonic maceration. So it's kind of like, to me, it's the same idea as someone taking a grape varietal that a lot of people love. Like a lot of times this grape is like 14, 15% alcohol. I I like super low alcohol wines. So that's like my jam. We like we like low dose um cannabis. We're this we're basically we're, <laughs> we're literally like the Avengers mm. bringing the fun this back. This is a dessert to me. Mm, mhm. Oh wow. So, I love Grenache. I yeah. didn't know. But not all Grenache tastes like this. Yeah, like I was high acid. Say, this does not taste it's a little juicy. It tastes kind of. <laughs> invite us to your store. Let's get drunk. Do you I deliver? 
Yes, we deliver every day of the week, all over LA, like really? every borough. I'm from New York. So from Malibu <laughs> to Long Beach, we deliver everywhere. That is great Where do you to live? Know. We you do live not in leave, Venice. And we don't mm-hmm. leave Venice, which is why. We I went asked. to Venice today. I am so excited to have had both of you on. I really have so many more questions, but we're going to have to do part two. Yes. Miss um, Grass times Wine Face, Helen's. We're going to do a dinner. We so do listeners, a dinner. listeners, watch out. I feel like a dinner series of setting a tone of the kind of place we'd want to go. Like, I would be so happy if I could just, like, sit down and there was, like, a Helen's wine list and there was a Miss Grass, like, weed menu. And yes. you could just, like, We're engage. Doing it. Okay. Let's choose a date as soon as we go off air. It's on. All right. <laughs> Done deal. Kate, Anna, thank you so thank much. You. This thank was you. an absolute pleasure. And to get more info, everyone can go to MissGrass.com, right? Perfect. Sign up for that newsletter. I know I am. Yes, please. And follow us on Instagram. At Miss Grass? Yep. At Miss Grass. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Bye.